Pull those belts tight, put on your helmet and grab a gear. It's time for another high-speed episode of Race Chaser Media's Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. Let's throw the green and send it to the hosts in the studio. I'm barely back in here five minutes, and these fools have me all turned around and screwed up already. It's not hard to do. Welcome back, Jacob. <sighs> Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> haven't seen I, you hello, since. Hello, Jacob. We haven't seen him in a decade. I think I oh, need a stronger stop. prescription because I thought I saw Jacob over there in his chair. For the decades, yeah. I'm going to ignore these two <laughs> fools and turn to the camera and say, Hi, guys. Welcome to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. I'm Jacob Seelman. Contrary to uh, reports that may have said otherwise, my demise was not premature. Don't worry. I'm still here. I'm still here to bug them all night. We'll try harder next time. <laughs> wow. Thanks. <laughs> Anyhow. Now i got to go pull that press release because I <laughs> told everybody you were dead. So thanks. <laughs> now i got to go fix it. Been replaced by an exact replica. <laughs> Who would have thought? Just like Paul McCartney. <laughs> That may be the first time we've ever had a Paul McCartney reference on this show. Well, there you wow. go. Wow. Okay. New, new decade, new references. <laughs> Something like that. We do actually have a lot to talk about that yes, is racing do. related. And we have a guest. And we have a guest. Uh, so I was off to parts unknown, not really unknown because it was Tulsa, Oklahoma, for the 34th running of the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals presented by General Tire um, for all of last week, which was a ton of fun. And our guest tonight is going to be the representation of surprise in that event because Cannon McIntosh ran top three and said a lot to a lot of people and I think showed a lot to a lot of people. And we're going to have a chance to hear from him about that podium run because, oh, by the way, he's 17 and the youngest podium finisher on Saturday night at the Chili Bowl in the history of the event. Tom, that is saying something. Well, it is. and I, But at the same time, I don't... I don't think anybody should have been surprised. I wasn't surprised at all. I expected Cannon to be up front. He's in Keith Kuhn's cars, and he's one of the, the, the hottest young midget racers out there. I think this kid has all the star power of either Chris Bell or Kyle Larson, and I think he gave us a little preview of that last weekend. Well, here's the deal. My two cents is, real quickly, that... I expected a top 10 out of him on Saturday night. I did not expect him to run third behind Christopher and Kyle. I, I just That's my two cents. So we'll talk more about that on the other side of this Break More Madness right after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah. Street. P. 
Pizza sounds good. Ballin Street? Girlin Street! <gasps> It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. I need to get my groove back. That's a good way to start. Welcome back to Motorsports <laughs> Madness, powered by MyComputerCrew.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Randy Miller. Red is over there punching buttons. That's James At least James didn't forget our names. That's no! I, wow. It, it's like you have a month to make up for or something. <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> Trust me. Actually, since I have this date, I've had this date marked on the calendar since I knew you were coming He's back. got almost a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. A decade, really. There will be plenty. I'll just look out. Yes. All right. Uh, let's see. We've had some news today and really the last couple of days. Yeah. And... <sighs> Good gr- I'm, I'm debating where to start here because it's like none, none of it was earth-shattering, but all of it was somewhat important. Well, is, is that a good go. summation? Well, I guess. If you're talking about the NASCAR news, that's probably true. Yeah. and uh, You know what? I'm going to start with uh, so that I can involve one of my favorite tweet, tweets of the week. And uh, it came from our friend Matt Weaver over with uh, Auto Week and Short Track Scene. And Matt's a little irked with the latest NASCAR rule change. Yeah, I'm not sure why, but go ahead. I'm irked with it, too. So, here's the deal. Weaver's opinion is basically thus, that NASCAR just opened up the Truck Series playoff and basically said anything that breathes, I'm paraphrasing, by the way, but basically anything that breathes that's eligible for the playoffs gets in the playoffs. And... I'm having a hard time disagreeing with him because, quite frankly, I don't know why we needed to expand the Truck Series playoff in the first place. The news of the week was that we've now opened up the Truck Series postseason from eight drivers eligible to ten drivers right. eligible. And I don't know why. I, I 
I'm I'm struggling to understand why that was necessary because quite frankly, I'm a fan of less drivers getting in and having to I don't know actually earn it and it I don't know actually means something. Now it's like just about everybody that matters is going to be in and to me that's not a playoff that's a here why don't we just throw darts and determine a champion or something it, i don't know it's two people jacob it's not like they're but adding there's only the about field. 13 competitive trucks oh come on now that's not true we just gained at least three more over the over the course of the off season it's more like 15 we, we've got another gms truck we've got actually two more full-time gms trucks we've got uh, we added two teams in the past week or two with uh, Front Row, and I forget the other one right off the top of my head. But they're two. But we've also lost a few to to negate some of that um, some of that net well, gain. We lost really. I don't well, think we've lost anybody. DGR Crosley was fielding three full time trucks last well, year, and they've dropped. No, they've dropped to one full time truck. I thought it was two. Uh, unless you've heard something I haven't, the only full-time truck that's been announced out of DGR Crosley is Tanner Gray. No, I think there was somebody else. We'll have to go back and look. Haley's right. running full ARCA and maybe a couple of truck races, but I've not heard that anybody else is going to be in the majority. I thought there were two full-times and a part-time. That but. was the original plan, but uh, they've we'll, not we'll announced They've not announced anything. But either way, I don't see, I again, I don't, I think... When you think about the fact that last year we had the whole issue, for example, with the Thor Sport trucks that had the motor issues or whatever, I mean, I think you've got at least 15 competitive trucks, minimum. And I say competitive, we don't know what Young's Motorsports is going to do. I haven't heard anything. Neither have I, and it's of, like, we're about out of time. Yeah, I, I don't know what they're doing. But, um, but aside from that team, we pretty much know that everybody else is coming back, and we've added at least two or three or four that should be pretty competitive trucks. So I I don't see what all the I, I don't I disagree with both you and Matt and I, I don't understand what how many how many Xfinity cars make the playoffs? Twelve. How many cup cars make the playoffs? Sixteen. So ten trucks, twelve Xfinity, sixteen cup, I'm fine with that. I liked it at eight though, because I felt like it was a lot more prestigious that way. You really had to dig in and Yeah, earn but it. you gotta understand is I the, I'm is already the field... I, I'm already a propon- I'm already a believer that too many cars and uh, you know too many cars get in in all three series. See, I don't I don't believe that because you if you didn't have an elimination, I, I might agree with you, but you have the elimination. So to me, I like having a couple more because then you get the chance for surprises in the opening rounds and somebody gets on a run in the playoffs and it opens that that door up. The less you have going in, the less likely it is you're going to get an underdog that's going to get, you know, make something happen like Tyler Ankrum almost did this past year where he came within a whisker of getting to the championship four. So I I think this is fine. We've got more trucks this year, more competitive drivers. I think the truck series is the most competitive of between that and Xfinity. If I was going to drop anything, it would be the Xfinity group because I don't think that there's honestly, I don't think there's more than 10 competitive Xfinity uh, cars out there. Really? If you look at it. Um, So 
to to me, I think this is great. I, I think eight to ten is is good. I'm I'm going to be excited to see the new format. I'm trying to find a tweet from Pete Pistoni here because he actually laid out a very interesting. Uh, Said actually talked about the percentages of teams. Aha, here it is. It, <laughs> percentages of teams that qualify for the playoffs in other professional sports. And NASCAR has three of the highest totals all the way around. College football is 3%. Major League Baseball is 33%. The NFL is 37%. And then you've got Cup Series, 44%. Xfinity Series, 54%. Truck Series, 58%. Of eligible, te- of eligible teams. And the Xfinity and truck numbers are the two highest in all professional playoff sports. Wait, go back. Did, did, read me college basketball again. College basketball is not listed in here. College that, football. That, that's because it's the only way Pete Pistoni could make his point. College basketball is like half or more of, of the teams. They Because they start with 64 teams out of, I think, 100 and. 40 or 150 somewhere in there so it's almost half um, that would still be less than the cup series if it's 150 but again, that's 40%. this is a different this is a different sport it's a different scenario if if you're just going to start with four in order to match those percentages you'd be starting with like four trucks like six xfinity cars and and eight cup cars and and what are you going to do for elimination how do you do that you can't have three rounds with eliminations if you're gonna start with that few cars. I I just I don't I don't see all of this uproar over adding two more trucks to the playoffs. I'm sorry. I like Matt Weaver. I completely disagree with him on this point. As I disagree with you, if you're on his side, I just I think adding two more is healthy. It's a sign that the division's growing, and there's that many teams that could make it, and it'll make the playoffs a little more interesting. Randy looks. Like, Randy looks like he's begging to jump in. Well, here. no, I just uh, like I said. I don't know. I don't really understand the uproar of going from eight trucks to two. I never thought eight made sense. Anyways, eight seems like just a weird number. Like yeah, you would want to start with ten, Double even digit. if you do ten five one, you know, and just add five. I, whatever. I just eight seemed like a really weird number to begin with in the first place. So now at least it's the top ten drivers. The top ten. Top top ten. It's a top ten list. Like that, but doesn't that make more sense to go top ten? Now, if we really want to talk about an irritating playoff rule, I can throw in what the NHRA did yesterday. Okay, I missed that. Yeah, so they've modified their playoff eligibility for all four professional classes, and basically said if you show up at all at all the regular season races and attempt at least two qualifying sessions in each of those, no matter how many points you have, no matter what you've done during the year, you're in the playoffs. I don't like that either. So why don't they just go back to just heads up, whatever? Like exactly. Points? Well, I mean, at that I, point. I agree with you in principle, but I, I bet you 10 bucks I know why they're doing it. According to the end of the press release, they're trying to, quote, encourage participation in regular season races. They're, they're, that's exactly. They're, they're struggling with consistent car count. That's why. And so they're doing what they have to do in order to try and encourage everybody to run all the races but it's it's amazing that the so NHRA why have a playoff why not just go back to as randy said the normal points well, system. that's pretty much the normal points then is at that point i don't think they would accept a reset with with six to go i think they want to probably my guess is they want to hang on to that playoff format hoping that the field grows back to where they they don't have to reinstitute it later. they're getting tired of getting beat by steve torrance every week <laughs> Well, I mean, in top fuel, the there is that. Anyway. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, you know, you get beat by the same people week after week, you're going to stop yeah. showing up. Fair enough. 
I'll give you Interesting. that. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So I that's my playoff. That. That's my playoff rant, and and naturally these two disagree because they disagree with me on just about everything. So it's okay. Not true. <laughs> just half of everything. Just half of everything. Yeah, anyway, we're gonna take a break. That we can all agree on, and we'll be back with more madness in a minute. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke located on Route 1 or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Did I wake you up? <laughs> I'm awake. Reed's an enthusiastic guy. Yes, yes, he is. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercrew.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Randy Miller, James Malik running the board, and, uh, well, trying and maybe failing to keep us in line. He's usually not very good at that, or we just make it really difficult you on give him. Up on I'm not sure which. It's 50-50. Sometimes <laughs> it's difficult. Sometimes I'm able to. Tonight seems like one of those nights you guys uh, 
you're going to be out of control because you've been away for so long. That's, yeah. Sounds about par for the course. Anyway. Back to the news. Back to the news. Yeah. So we we spent an (laughs) actually we spent an entire segment talking about playoffs and and ranting about that. Uh, And since I did mention the NHRA stuff at the end of that, can I add that uh, it's really refreshing to see a renewal for Monster Energy for Brittany Force's top fuel team that uh, that came out earlier today. Are you surprised? Um, a little bit because I had heard some rumblings that they might not. Really? Actually. Why would you not want to have Brittany? Force. Well, I had heard possibly that they were looking at restructuring some of their motorsports spending, um, you know, elsewhere or, or looking at different avenues. So there wasn't a hundred percent certain how all that was going to look. But well, if they did, it looks like they put a bigger emphasis on Brittany Force. Well, the, I mean, the emphasis had always been there. It's not a full-season sponsor this year, but the good news is John Force Racing has got some other partners that are stepping up to play a big role on good. her her top fuel team. So. All that is uh, all that is well and good, and let's see. I'm the playoff thing just dominated my brain. Honestly, yesterday I ranted about that so much that it's it's one of those what else happened that's big besides that. Oh, GM, welcome that's to big. the twi- yes, welcome to the twenty first century General Motors. Yeah, yeah, you could say that they've been a little behind on their NASCAR stuff. Uh, as far as I'm concerned. And so they've announced they're building a brand new state-of-the-art tech center tech center yep. in Charlotte, uh, which will now make them exactly the third of the three <laughs> yeah. manufacturers to do so. Yeah, hi, guys. Ford and, Toy- <laughs> Ford and Toyota have already figured this thing out. Yeah. So Welcome um, to the party. And while they were at it, they went ahead and announced their Driver's Edge development Program, which none of that was a real surprise either. I, I we pretty much all knew where that was going to sit with the driver announcements that had happened. I think. Well, yeah, probably. Although I was a little surprised Tyler Ankrum ended up in that program. I wasn't. Um, all, all the GMS drivers and are, are basically because yeah, GMS runs the true. thing. All yeah. the GMS drivers are required to be in it. Basically, it's basically the GMS and Junior Motorsports drivers. Yes. is what it is. Junior Motorsports represented by Connor Mozak, who has taken over the second car slot for the, the Junior Motorsports team, late yeah. model for the Cars Tour this year. And so Connor and Connor will be joining me on. Well, on February, February the 3rd, Third. Third. Uh, Third. Monday night for League Lap Radio. Um, yes. So um, he will be in studio that night. But, yeah, it's, um, again, I think this is good. Chevy with the new body and the, the, the tech center coming. Um, I think that's that, that's healthy because they needed to step up the game a little uh-huh. bit to keep up with Toyota and Ford. They so were getting absolutely left behind. Yeah, so the Bowtie Brigade will be much better. The, I think, pro- the problem is, I don't know forward. that it's going to be there until like the middle of the year. So I'm not sure how much help it's going to do for this year. Well, it probably won't be a lot of help for this year, but at least we know that Chevy. Sorry, is, Jimmy Johnson. Well, <laughs> I don't know that Jimmy really. I mean, I I think I think Hendrick's going to be much better this year than last, and I think Jimmy is going to be one to watch because. Jimmy's a man with nothing to lose. He's done at the end of the year. And everything to gain. Yeah, he's, I mean, he has no reason not to just come into this year loaded for Baron. I think he believes that himself and Cliff Daniels 
are have meshed to the point where they're ready to go out and run for wins in the championship. So I okay. guess we'll see how that turns out. We but will it see. Me. I, they unveiled his car, and I was struggling. It was like playing one of those old, you know, you know in the in the mag in the magazines where they used to have the the find the five differences or whatever. I was struggling to find two differences between his 2019 little scheme and his of, 2020 scheme. Little bit of extra like striping and graphic graphical uh attention to it this year but not much it's no, basically the same it's basically the same yeah um so let's see there there was the chevy thing and then there was I, I can say there was the ford thing because it was a penske ford because it was a d burrito who basically said welcome to the road course xfinity series and tested on the ims yeah. road course earlier this week tested two different configurations of the ims road course the uh i believe one one configuration was the uh, indycar configuration the other one was the formula one configuration and his basic assessment of it was it doesn't matter which one of these we run there's a there's multiple passing zones and it's going to be really good I'm not sure how much I believe that because he's a Penske driver, and I feel like if he didn't say that, Roger might have a coming to with him. But oh, I know Matt pretty well; he pretty much speaks his mind. Yeah, so I I, don't think I actually said... think he gave enough detail in his in his assessment that okay. he's telling what he believes is the truth. Um, and you know what? It might be okay. I I don't know. I I just. Um, I'm I'm going to be intrigued. I'll put it that way. I'm not against the. I'm not conceptually adverse to moving this to the road course. I'll just be intrigued to see how it turns out. It when one car testing by itself goes around the track, it's hard to really. You you can only get data in terms of speed and cornering speed and all of that, and you've got to get a handful of cars out there running around with each other to really get an idea of how it's going to race. And so, um, you know, if, as long as there's, there are enough passing zones, if it's kind of like the Roval where we, we've got a really tight course, but you can still pass good. I mean, let's do it. Maybe the, maybe the Xfinity cars are exactly what we need. Perhaps. So, and, and let, by the way, no official lap times or anything were released for uh, either of the configurations, no. but I don't know that we need to know um, lap times or anything like that just yet. Really it's more care. it's more of a feel thing. See, uh, I, you know, uh, speed doesn't really, I don't care if they're doing 140 or 200, to be honest. Yeah. I care that they race well. And then uh, a couple of sponsor announcements, one of which read... I'm sure you guys were talking about in the shop this week because it has to do with your team. Yeah, we might have been talking about it a little bit. Perhaps a little bit. Uh, Procore back for six races with uh, Levine Family Racing, including the season-opening Daytona 500 with Christopher Bell. Yeah, we're excited to have him back aboard this year. Uh, great partnership we've had with him the last few years. Had him on the 500 last year. We're up front with Matty D and... You know, um, up until Paul Menard happened. Yep, up until <laughs> that moment when Paul Menard kind of turned us, and that was the end of it. And they're back again this year. They saw the exposure and how much we have to offer for them, and we're excited to have them back and hopefully can put them right back up front in Daytona and get them a win this year. I would believe it. Bell's got the talent, Tom. I think we know that. Well, I mean, it's Daytona. So well, there's that, too. He's certainly going to be in the mix. I mean, and, and I'm not saying that he... I'm not disagreeing with your point, but I'm simply saying that at Daytona, almost anybody can win, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, but, but the 95 was up front last year with, 
Indeed, he was. It, so it shouldn't be any different with Chris. No, I don't think so at all. Now, um, I'm trying to actually find the answer myself. Believe it or not, this is a tidbit I don't know. So if either of you has the opportunity to one-up me, I suggest you take it now. <laughs> when is the last time prior to the announcement on Wednesday that Castrol has been a primary sponsor on a cup car? It's been a good long while. I can tell you I, that. I'm just trying to remember the last it, time it was um, on a car. Go ahead. No, James. never mind. That was Quicker State. I was about to say they've been on the five card Hendricks because it was green and white, but that was Quicker that State. Was, yeah, that, that was, was Quaker Quaker State. State. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't know. It's been a good long while if they ever have. Um, and I would. I don't think if they have, it would would have been in one of those sort of association deals where somebody else bought the space and Castro was a part of a part mm. of the mix and got got the paint out. I don't know that they've ever actually, or in many many years anyway, been a primary sponsor. Of their own volition, and so this is a good opportunity I was say, for Roush well, Fenway. Th- they're going to be now because they're on the uh, six car for Roush Fenway with Ryan Newman for selected events. This starts at uh, Auto Club Speedway in Fontana on March the first, so the f- third race of the season. Wow, I'm having to get used to the 2020 <laughs> schedule. I started to say race five. Wait, no, they've screwed up. They've screwed up the entire schedule. Formerly known as race. Yes, five. formerly known as race five. Now I, I believe it's race three because we go. I think I think we go. Mar- uh, Vegas, Daytona. Vegas, Fontana, Phoenix. Yes, if I remember that's, right, that's right. James is not. That's right. You see, he he's got this better committed to memory that I'm a creature of habit. I finally got the whole pattern. Remember for the most part, memorized in the Cup Series, and now they go and screw it up. Yeah, yeah I had really. it memorized, too. We all got used to it, and then all of a sudden, they flipped it on us, and now we all had to learn it all over again. And, yeah, it goes California, or no, Vegas, Cali, and then back to Phoenix. Yeah, so th- I think the cool thing here, though, is Castrol's partnership with Ford. Obviously, we know they have a long history with Ford, and uh, we, a team we mentioned earlier, John Force Racing, in the uh, NHRA drag racing scene. So just cool to see Castrol back as a primary in motorsports, I think, in general. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's they're a great company, and... You know, the car, I think, I mean, as of right now, I'm I'm seriously thinking that in my head, that's the that's the coolest paint out so far that I've seen for this year. The coolest look uh, that that car is just gorgeous. So good. Uh, good for the folks at Roush Fenway to put that one together. And uh, that'll only help to kind of resuscitate that yes. team. And I think we're going to see a, a, a resurgence out of that group this year. I think it's possible. And we'll note that uh, Castrol uh, takes the place of Performance Plus as the main oil partner for Roush Fenway Racing. With that, we'll step aside, take a break. And when we return, we'll start to transition to the dirt. Talk Chili Bowl Nationals right after this on Motorsports Madness. Don't go nowhere. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color it, 
color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles, and now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider, complete motorcycle air suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider air shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider motorcycle air suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Derek Krause, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyCreativeCareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Randy Miller, James Mellick. Uh, this is not a roundtable, but I still feel the force of habit to call it the roundtable just because we have much discussion. Well, anyway. They, nobody can see it, so it doesn't. you can call it whatever you want. Okay. Hey, can I answer your question? What question? About Castrol and sponsorship. Did you find it? Yes, I did. Okay, when? 1999, Casey Atwood. Ah! And I, I was thinking, oh, Casey, wow. I was thinking Casey Atwood when you said it. I'm like, I'm going to double check it during the, bro- during the commercial break. So with that, number look at Randy. Randy gets a point for tonight because I couldn't even remember I that. Was, I knew it was Casey Atwood. I just had to figure out what year it was. 27? Yeah, it was 27 in the, I guess, Bush that was then. I think that oh, was that Bush before series. he went to Evernham? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't even know who owned that car. I have to look into that. That was the Bush series. Yeah. Right. Um... I, had to, I Baker, think I still have the diecast. Uh, what was that team out of See, now we're Kentucky? I'll, I'll look it up. You're gonna ask, yeah, you would Baker. ask me that. Um, it's uh, Greg Biffle ended up driving for them later on. Yes, uh, the red man, the, the, the red man car. The team yeah, that, it was the 27. The team that it was the same team that. Um, oh gosh, uh, they had a 57 car that. Uh, 
I don't remember the driver's name now. I'm going to do a total blank. But anyways, I, th- I think it's that team. I think that's who he was driving I'm gonna for. I'm going to find it here in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roush, 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 27. Where did he drove for them? They, they actually, yeah, they actually ended up existing. Oh, it, it ended up being a Mike Curb car later on, or Mike Curb was the I think he owner. bought that team. Yeah, he did buy it. Baker something. Yes. It, it was two people, and now, of course, it escapes both of us. This is yeah. what happens when we try to come up with a good thing. We both blank out, and it's just, <laughs> yeah. We'll keep that. Oh, well. Anyway, Derek Krause brought us back from break. Can I mention something that I know I wasn't here when it first got released, but I'm excited for? Cause sure. I, I'm not going to say I told you so, but I kind of told you so because I called it. Derek Krause full-time in the truck series with Bill McAnally. They just found help. Well, I mean, it, it isn't like this was exactly everybody <laughs> figured that's where because there was only two places Derek Krause would end up there yeah, but you, or part time in the 51. Right. But you started to doubt that it was going to happen the later it got. Well, well, correct. But I mean, again, I, I'm not sure why he waited so long to put the announcement out. But yeah, so Derek Krause is full time in the trucks and then he's got like 28 drivers that are running for him in the Arca series. <laughs> I'm only exaggerating or, or, or by about 24, but I, I, it's I was going to say it's thank still you. a plethora of drivers. <laughs> it is, but I can use that to help transition into my Chili Bowl conversation because two of them race Chili Bowl, one of them's going to race <laughs> yeah, Chili next Bowl year, next yeah. year, and then there's Gracie Trotter. Sorry Gracie, you don't run well, dirt. She so might, well, maybe, you didn't quite you fit in my she my might. little tangent there. But yes. <laughs> Bill <laughs> McAnally has a uh, influx of dirt talent coming in to drive pavement cars in the Arca West series cuz he's got Jesse Love, Gio Selzy, and Holly Holland, alongside Gracie Trotter, four pure rookies going into the ARCA West Series, all of them chasing both a championship and the 100th win for Bill McAnally Racing. If Whichever one of them wins first gets the honor of saying, I was the 100th winner for Bill McAnally Racing. And Jesse Love told me at Chili Bowl, he says, I really want that title. Well, I'm predicting that he gets it. I'm not disagreeing with you because and of the driver of the four, he's the one by far with the most pavement experience. I'm predicting he gets it. And I think it could be as soon as the first race. Smyrna? Yeah. Wow. Yep. That's a big ask considering some of the guys that are going to be in the East I agree, Series running this but year. I just, that, wow. you know the car is going to have the speed. And Jesse's going to also be running super, or running, uh, yeah, super late models down there. Okay. Um, so he's in, you know, he's he's had plenty of payment experience. Oh, for sure. I don't, I don't think that it's going to take him too long to adapt. No. Well, so it wouldn't surprise me, but I do think he'll be the one. It will be either him or Geo. I think. Oh, no, no doubt. I and you know the I would put Geo in the conversation mostly because he jumped in a late model for the first time ever and won in it. Right. But I, I think uh, I think Jesse's gonna ha- gonna start off better than a lot of people would think just because of the diversity. Oh, for sure, of his, no doubt. Yeah, I know no his racecraft at, at this point. So, so with all that being said, we'll transition over to that thing that both Geo and Holly ran o- over the past week, which was the 34th running of the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals, presented by General Tire. Not quite as long a name as the uh, <laughs> the Big Machine Vodka 400 at the Brickyard powered by Florida Georgia line, but I digress. Yeah. Name's uh, almost as long as the entry list. 
exactly. yeah, we whittled 340. So we 360 prospective entries ended up being 343 that actually drew in. But we whittled 343 down to 24, and then we whittled it down to one at the end of 55 laps. And I, I, I really. I don't have the Ken Squire voice in me tonight because it's taken my voice a couple days to get back to full song after being out in Tulsa. But if I did have the Ken Squire voice, I would pull the 13 years of trying, 13 years of frustration trick because Kyle Larson, in his quote-unquote lucky 13th try, finally won the Chili Bowl. Yes, and everybody rejoices now because we don't have to listen to anybody say Kyle hasn't won it yet. Yeah, uh, yeah, like, yeah. By the way, if anybody didn't listen to the post race press conference, Kyle Kyle absolutely let uh, Tyler Burnett have it from uh, from MRN. Uh, <laughs> before he could even ask the question, Kyle goes, "Oh, looks! I, I now I don't have to listen to you talk about how I haven't won this thing." <laughs> well, he well, falls in line with everybody else who's been talking. Y- you about know, it. for all the talk about. You know, he's dominant, he's killed everybody all winter, he's going to do this, he's going to do that. For all that conversation, yeah, he did go out and win the Chili Bowl, but he didn't dominate by any stretch. And, and, you know, it came down to late race restarts. And in the last two late race restarts, Chris Bell got the first one and Kyle Larson got the last one. Um Either one who gets the restart is going to pull out for a few laps till you know everybody catches up. So I would argue that yes, he won, and yes, he he probably was overall the best car. Easily. But but I don't. It, this wasn't by any means a dominant performance. And had they had one, another restart, I would argue that it could have just as easily gone in Chris Bell's favor because it seemed like they were kind of back and forth. Um, Chris had just evened out at the end of the race. I'm not convinced. His car was better on the long run. I, I And Bell said that after the race. He wasn't sure the short runs at the end actually worked in his favor. But it was, you know, obviously it's a big win for Kyle. And I'm glad he got that monkey off his back because now, like he said, we can all stop talking about it. Um, Speaking of monkeys, can we talk about what he said? Yes, Lane. please. <laughs> I was getting there. <laughs> Not sure that has to do. I, with I was getting well, I can, there. I can tell you, we don't have enough time in the show. <laughs> I was talking about all the people who are down on him because of what he said. Yes, and I quote: oh. "I'm sorry, NASCAR. I'm sorry, monkeys. Daytona. But this is the biggest effing race I've ever won in my life." End okay. quote. Let me let me say that from somebody who's who's raced cars before. If you've ever won a big race in your life, no matter what it is, even if you've won a, a varsity football game. It's going to be the greatest one you've ever had because Kyle's never won one of the greatest races in, in NASCAR. He hasn't won the Daytona 500. He hasn't won at the Brickyard. He hasn't won, you know, the the throwback race at uh, the Southern 500. He hasn't won any prestigious NASCAR race. So of course, winning the Chili Bowl is going to be the one race you're going to want to say that's my greatest win because it is his greatest win. He hasn't won anything bigger than that yet. Well, but it's it's it goes beyond that because that's this is what he grew up doing. Right. I mean, the Chili Bowl. For what he it's grew a dream up with, come true. yeah, that's this is the Indy 500 for midgets, yes, or Daytona, or whatever you know, however, you, whatever your class of biggest races. Did you just pick on so, Rico? What's that? Did you just pick on Rico? You said it was the greatest thing, the greatest event in midgets. In Indy but 500 don't for pick midgets. On Rico like that. They still call the midget cars. Yes, they do. Midget, the midget won the the, he, the greatest race for midgets at, he, he at, one, point. at one point. So twice as a oh, matter twice. of fact. That's right. Yeah, he, he did, did win it twice. So he very well did. Um, yeah, I, I just, 
I honestly think that all of the the uproar over that statement was just silly. Again, just fans being silly because um, it's not for all the reasons Randy just said. But I mean, look, it is it. There isn't a harder race in the United States of America to, to qualify. The, I was going to say to make the feature, the let alone Bowl. to win it. 340 entries. Sure. When's the last time you had that at your NASCAR race? Never. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it. this isn't the Chili Bowl. So much has to come together for a driver to be in the A-Main and, and run up front and challenge for a win. And then to get through the A-Main, the car's got to hold together. You, nobody's got to crash in front of you. You know, all these things that have to happen. And uh-huh. Kyle Larson finally put it all together and good for him. Yes, he did. And by the way, notice that it only took him, I don't know, starting his own team in order to do it. <laughs> who, well, w- who would have thought after about 12 years of running it and I think eight or nine running with Keith Coons Motorsports, and yet he starts his own team and wins the Chili Bowl in shot number one? Well, and I don't know that I don't know that I want to make a direct correlation between those two, but I will say that it probably made it more satisfying for him to do that. I mean, and, and, and again, how many times have we seen it in the last few years? It's Larson Bell, Larson Bell, Larson Bell, you know, and Chris gets the better of him. Mm-hmm. This year, it went Kyle's way. Yes. So good for him. As he said, finally. You know? And Chris was still there. And then our guest, soon to be guest, Cannon uh, McIntosh, clearly was yes. the upset special for a lot of people. He was. Like, he was. He was. There's always one driver that the majority of the fan base who watches the Chili Bowl, because the the majority of those who watch the Chili Bowl are probably not so midget and open wheel necessarily knowledgeable. You get a lot of people who pay attention to other divisions most of the year, but it's the Chili Bowl, so we're all watching it. And they all went, who? And Uh so, of course, those of us who are on the inside, we, we... We've known who Cannon was. We've had him on our show several times. That's correct. Um, <clears throat> so it didn't surprise me, but there's always that one that has the big run, and this year it was Cannon Gear. And yes, being with it Keith was. Coons, you would have it, expected that. If you would at well, I wouldn't have as far as a third place run because if if you look at this, and if you had asked me on Thursday night after Bell won his prelim, I'd have told you my top three in in whatever order you wanted to put them in was Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell, and Rico Abreu, because Rico Abreu was light out for most of the week and the veteran driver in the KKM stable. My, You know, my one, I don't want to call it a complaint, but my one glitch as far as Cannon's been concerned in a lot of these big races since he's come on the scene is that he's not, you know, whether it's been bad luck or just mental mistakes that he's made, he's not been good at closing the deal to re- get that solid finish on paper that he deserves for the speed he's shown. And at the Chili Bowl, he was finally able to do that. And that's one of the things he and I talked about in our in our first post-race interview uh, that we did after the formal media press conference was just, you know, this was finally the night where it came to get, not just came together, but stayed together was his point. And that was a big thing, Tom, because you and I both know as much uh, as much skill, driver talent, and speed as you can have at the Chili Bowl, it takes a good amount of luck, too. Well, it does, and that's why I was not surprised. He was in winning equipment. I expect people who are running Keith Coons' cars to be up front running for wins because that's what Keith Coons' cars do. Now, 
obviously there there are those who did not have luck go their way. Right. You know, which was about half as stable, it seems. Right. But um but I, I had no doubt he would have the speed to run, and it didn't surprise me at all. I believed in Cannon, and I believed in the team. It didn't surprise me. It wouldn't have surprised me if he had won the thing. And I think he actually had speed to probably at least finish second if there would have been more time. But if there had been wasn't. one more caution, I think he finishes second because least, I think yeah. Bell's car was fading and his yeah. car was coming on. I do, he told me he, that he didn't think he had anything for Larson, but, but Bell, yes. By the way, Bruco Motorsports was the team we were yes. looking for uh, with the 27 and the 37. We'll take a break. We'll be back with more Chili Bowl talk in a minute on Motorsports Madness. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking with a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively summit point motorsports parks drift nirvana is just the thing for you call for your reservation today 304-725-8444 or for more information go online summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council. Hi, this is Ty Ingram, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. 
Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyCommuter3.edu, training for a better life. I'm just ready to see Tyler Ankrum's paint scheme for 2020 with uh, with GMS. They've not unveiled all their trucks yet, and I'm really anxious to see his in particular. Um, I'm not sure even who his main is. It did he did he keep Railblazer? Are they his main sponsor? I want to say I think so, but don't quote me on it. Yeah, I, I'm I know they're going to be. A, I believe the they're going to be part of the program. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um. Beyond that, I, we'll I really don't know. Tyler ha- back on. Yes, yes, we will. Wait, do we have enough time to pull that off before Daytona? We might. We'll work on that. We'll work on that. Anyway, Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Randy Miller, James Mellick uh, talking racing for about two hours worth here on The Madness. And we've been talking Chili Bowl for a little bit. Coming up in uh, a segment or two, we're going to have Cannon McIntosh join us uh, fresh off a third-place run at the Chili Bowl Nationals. We talked about it earlier, but we'll remind you, youngest podium finisher at 17 years and one month in the history of the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals uh, and I believe it's one of the best, if not the best, second-year driver performance of all time. I don't have my media guide in front of me to corroborate that, but if you're the youngest podium finisher, I, I would I would gander a guess. It you're close to being one of the best ever in in your second Chili Bowl. Well, there's only uh, <laughs> there's only two spots. <laughs> That would make somebody better than him. Mm-hmm. So I exactly. don't know if anyone's won in their second appearance. Otherwise than that, they had to finish second. Yeah, exactly. So it's just an exciting time. And, you know, the the cool thing is, and we can talk about this with Cannon when he joins us here in a little bit, but um, I, I love seeing a good result turn into more of a good thing. Yeah. And the more of a good thing is that he's going to Florida and running the uh, opening uh, couple of nights at Bubba Raceway Park with Keith Coons here next month during Florida Speed Weeks. That's awesome. Well, um, you know, I, I thought, again, we, we talked about this last week a little bit, but as much as Cannon stood out, I really loved the run that Buddy Kofoid had. Because, oh, yes, and we'll talk about him, know. too, because he may, he was uh, very close to tickling some history in his own right. Uh, that, that run that he put together for never having seen the place was absolutely outstanding uh, and, you know, rivaled, among, rivaled the best-ever rookie performances at the Chili Bowl. More on that later. Right now, we got to take a break. The second half of the madness rolls in right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. 
rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerGrid.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Randy Miller, James Mellick, and in the category of if it ain't broke, why fix it? I'll inject Casey Kane Racing Scheme for the 49 car with Brad Sweet because that's another game of spot the differences that I can't find any for. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they I'm pretty sure they just recycled the 2019 scheme to 2020. I I can. The the difference is it has a championship logo. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you that one. That's a pretty big dog that, on That is a fair big tight. difference. But other, other than that, they basically kept the scheme identical yeah. to what it was uh during the 2019 World of Outlaws season and uh you know, another thing, by the way, that uh, I, I, I won't use the same analogy, but uh, something that certainly has been the same a while and we appreciate because it means they've been giving us support for a while is the fine folks who haven't had to reboot me yet tonight at my computer career, Tom. <laughs> well, you, well, we you, lost our intern because you've been gone for so long, he quit. We're still, <laughs> Ouch. So. We're still in the first hour, so I mean, you know, there's yeah. still plenty of time, but... What Jacob refers to is the concept that if you are looking for a change of career, or maybe you're just looking for a first career, my computer career might have the answer for you. Have you ever thought about IT? Oh, okay. I don't want to hear it. No, 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 no. It doesn't matter if you're not good at math or science. It isn't rocket science, folks. It's IT, and it's one of the fastest growing fields of employment that currently exist in the United States of America. And my computer career provides excellent training in as little as four months, not even going full-time. You can do it part-time and uh, a few days a week, either at one of their seven campuses across the country or online. Want to know more? Here's how you can. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation if you feel like you want to pursue this. My Computer Career has financial aid available if you qualify, including the GI Bill. And when you're finished with your training and ready to go into the workforce, they work with hundreds of employers to get you placed into a new position. So on your way to the next career, you could be in as little as four months with mycomputercareer.edu. It is training for a better life. And I highly recommend that all of you check out the website ASAP. Like right now. Go ahead. Well, they're going to have time to do that because I highly recommend we take a break. Back with more right after this. 
You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute, in-your-car, instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Randy Miller, James Mellick. I got through it again. They haven't had to reboot me. That's like five times in a row. It's a personal Yay, record or something. <laughs> Welcome back. Wait, Ra- Randy actually congratulated me. Hold on. That's a real personal record here. Don't get used to it. <laughs> 
you better move on now because I still got plenty of stuff. We I am gonna, yeah. I, I, to go. I think I am gonna move on and get back to dirt because that's what I do best. Anyway, we're gonna go to the strutmasters.com hotline and we're going to bring in the guy who shocked a lot of people over the course of the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals and chat with Saturday night's third place finisher, youngest podium finisher in the history of the Chili Bowl, Cannon McIntosh, back with us on the madness. That's a good thing. So, Cannon, first off, we're glad to have you back. Second off, I, I know it's been said a lot between Saturday and right now. I'll just add to it one more time. Congratulations on a little bit of history during the Chili Bowl over the weekend, my friend. Appreciate it. Good to be back on the show. So, how how do things feel now, four or five days removed compared to where you were Saturday night? Because when you and I talked on Saturday night right after the race, you were I think you were in that shell-shocked moment of holy crap, what what just happened? I mean, ha- has it sunk in? Have you been able to really kind of look back and, and appreciate how much went into what you guys accomplished on Saturday night? Yeah, you know, it. I think it's all sunk in. It was, uh, it was a good opportunity to be able to run for Keith and, you know, perform that well at that level and become the top or that the first, the first person to podium at this age is pretty cool. And, uh, I think right now I'm just kind of looking to looking to get ready for Florida because we're headed there with Keith again, and you know I, I'm not 100 percent sure on whether I'm going to be in his stuff all year or not. I just know for sure we're going with them to Florida, so you know just get ready for that and uh, get get ready for the season. So take me take me through kind of the the road to the podium, if you will, because. You had to start eighth, which pretty much was the worst-case scenario. When you drew the five-pill in the pole shuffle, it's like, oh, man, this could either go really well or, or really not well. And unfortunately for you, it it, ten- it uh, trended toward the not-well part because you had to start outside row four. What was that like having to work your way, not just through some really fast cars, but once you guys got into traffic, I know it got even dicier up there as you were trying to make some moves for position, but also kind of dodge some of the slower traffic that was in y'all's way yeah early on the track was just really good like the first 30 laps it was pretty hooked up wasn't really much going on passing wise and you, know, you just kind of had to be patient and you didn't want to make mistakes and lose spots when you even though you couldn't gain spots you definitely didn't want to lose spots and just kind of be there for the last 20 and uh you know i think we i think i did well with that i jumped in the seventh right off the bat and just stayed in seventh for a while and I think the biggest thing that helped me was those those restarts uh, there towards the end, and I could get a slider going or something just to kill their speed or just just to get them racing with me. And uh, you know that was helping me. I, but there, I don't know, like fifteen to go, I had a really good run going where we were just staying green, and I was really really good. I got by Rico, and I think I might have been better than Bell then. And then I just kind of, I didn't really have that speed again the rest of the race, but it was a solid, it was a solid third place and definitely nothing to hang our heads about. What was the experience like this week? It's one thing to drive for your dad and Cody, I know, but what what was that first experience like for you this week of, of 
driving for somebody else and just having a different group of people really around you for the first time. Did, did you have to think about it at all? Was it one of those where you just felt, kind of fell right into step with, with Keith and Pete and Al and the guys? Or, or did it take a, a couple hours on that first preliminary night to really get comfortable with everything? No, you know, they really did. They did really well with uh, you know, getting me comfortable fast and making me feel part of the team. And you know, on, on uh, practice night, I, I was in a brand-new seat. So, you know, it, it was a different seat and a different car, so it was a little bit – it was kind of hard to get adjusted to there early. But I ran that practice session, and they kind of helped me, you know, get some padding in there, adjust, adjust whatever we needed with the, the foot risers. And, uh, yeah, they did really well with that. And, you know, so going into the heat race that night, I, I felt pretty good with the speed we had. And, uh, you know, we just picked each race off one by one that night and, you know, dominated that night. And uh, those those guys just made made me really confident in the car and that team. And they were just really, really easy to work with. And everyone on that team is uh, is, uh, is really good. Was there ever a sense going in to the to the 55, was there ever a sense of, I've got to go out and prove something here? Or, you know, did you try to go in as, as relaxed as possible and just not even, not even think about what might happen if you ran well and just tried to focus on the race at hand? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to say I thought I needed to shock the world in that, going into that race, but I I knew I needed to make a good impression here, whether whether that's what they were looking for or not. It was it was kind of for self satisfaction, and uh, you know, I starting eight that you can't really complain much about starting eight in the Chili Bowl feature at seventeen. So, I mean, I knew I didn't have to go out there and win it, but I wanted to do something good. You know, in my mind, I'm just like, well, if we don't go backwards. I guess we did pretty good because there's a lot of good cars. But, you know, I get in race mode, and I'm like, when I can see how much speed we have, I'm like, heck, I could race with all these guys. So, you know, once I got going, I started building more and more confidence in that race, and I was like, let's go, let's go. And, you know, I got the third, and I'm like, wow, we could really podium this deal. And uh, I I knew there towards the end I just needed to hold Rico off. I tried to tried to get a charge going at, at Bell, and uh, he held me off on that restart, kind of blew my chances of passing him but you know it was it was a really good week and uh you know I was thankful for the opportunity and really happy with our result. I would have I would imagine going in Cannon that uh you had to be just overwhelmed by the opportunity to race for Keith but then coming out of this as you say you're satisfied with the results you had a top three and had we had one more restart who knows maybe you could have actually gotten uh by Chris it didn't seem like maybe you had quite enough to race with Kyle for the win, but um, you know, a, a third place in your second effort in the Chili Bowl is pretty doggone spectacular. And I've got to believe you've uh, you've made quite a few new fans and gotten some interesting texts and social media uh, messages over the last several days as well. Yeah, I think we definitely gained some fans, and you know, I just last year our first Chili Bowl. You know, we were still we were still kind of a new team. We had we haven't had a full taste of the national stuff, and I was still kind of new as a driver. And you know, when you when you walk into the building and you get to race for Keith, you, I mean, you know you know everything's going to be right. 
and you just got to bring your A game. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I was just kind of calm the whole week and I didn't want to overwhelm myself with the opportunity that I had. And, uh, you know, all, all my fans, friends, family, they, they did well with, you know, keeping me contained and, you know, not putting too much pressure on me. They, they knew, they knew what it takes to run well at the Chili Bowl and it's not easy no matter what car you're in. And, uh, you know, I just, I was just really lucky to be able to go out there and do my own thing and, uh, and get the results that, uh, I was kind of looking for. I know you were certainly looking for, uh, for quite a lot, Cannon, and, uh, definitely, um, you know, really happy to see how it all shook out. And, in about 30 seconds, you mentioned that uh, you mentioned that you had, I think, one shot at Bell. I mean, was there a thought that you could run second there in those final laps, or when you were having to play defense, was it just kind of protect what you had? Yeah, uh, you know, on the restart, I dove to the bottom and you know ran right against that cone, and I think I think I just poked the nose a little too much, and Bell saw it. You know, I could, I could have followed him into one and kind of got a run and set him up for three, but I was just trying to go while I could, and you know, I got such a good restart. And then going into one, he saw the nose and threw a chop down, and I didn't really have any speed off the corner when he did that. And so, you know, once he kind of got his distance from me, and uh, you know, it was late in the race, I knew there wasn't a huge chance we were going to get a yellow. So I was, I was like, all right, we're in third. Let's just maintain. And then I, when Rico started making runs at me and throwing slide jobs I was like all we got to do is hold Rico off here and I'm really happy with what we got so you know there towards the end I was just I was just trying to hold Rico off and you know we went out of there for a couple laps and then white flag or coming to the white I went to the bottom and he jumped the cushion and it just worked out right for me so you know I feel like I made a couple good decisions in that race and got lucky in a a couple spots so I think everything just kind of went together and brought us the third. Cannon uh, is happy with that. We'll hold on to him and we'll be back with more Motorsports Madness right after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette but not just any corvette it's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. 
HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert helmets, Schroep belts, Adidas suits and shoes, Lero fireproof underwear, Lifeline fire systems, and even Racecom radio kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set ya. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman uh, with Randy Miller, Tom Baker, James Mellick running the board, and on the Strutmasters.com hotline with us, uh, the youngest podium finisher in the history of the Chili Bowl Nationals, Cannon McIntosh, uh, continues to join us here as we roll into this next segment. And I want to shift gears from the Chili Bowl for just a minute with Cannon, because I didn't actually get a chance to talk about this with you uh, during... Chili Bowl week, but the announcement came out today, so I'll get your thoughts on the whole uh, acquisition of Ace McCarthy to your dad's team for 2020, and I, I, I recognize it might not be a full season that you run run for your dad, depending on how things shake out with KKM, Toyota, all that stuff, but you know, what, what are your thoughts on Ace jumping into one of y'all's cars for the year, knowing... Number one, he's a little bit crazy, and number two, uh, he's had a lot of speed the second half of last year. Yeah, you know, I think it's really good for Ace and uh, really good for our team because, you know, not knowing whether or not we had a full-time driver, uh, you know, it's just it's good to pick up someone like Ace who he's got lots of speed and, uh, you know, he just he doesn't have a ton of seat time. He hasn't been racing open-wheel, four-wheel cars for that long. You know, he came from motocross. So, you know, I think Ace has a lot of potential, and uh, I think it's going to be a great a great year for the team and Ace all together. And, you know, I think they're going to learn together. We're all going to learn together, and I think Ace is going to win quite a few races this year. So e- even if things shake out the way you hope they're going to uh – you know, with with TRD and KKM for the year, should we still at least expect to see you back in your dad's car for a couple of races this year? You know, depending on how you build the schedule. Yeah, I think uh, you know, just depending on obviously how things shake out and uh, you know what races Keith would run and he wouldn't run. You know, whether 
I think there's going to be a few that Cody is like, all right, I want to take Ace and Cannon and go race. So uh, I think it just kind of depends on all those factors, uh, whether or not I'll be on Keith's team, my dad's team, just who's at what race and who's not. So uh, no, I think either way, it's just going to be a really, really good year here in 2020, and uh, I just want to make the best of it. How do you approach Florida, knowing that right now that's the only thing you know beyond Chili Bowl that's a hundred percent guaranteed? I mean, do, do you approach it kind of with the same mindset that you went into this last week at Chili Bowl? Do you approach it any differently? No, I, you know, I, I just want to go out and you know again just do my own thing, and you know it's still a USAC race, so I mean if we could win that that'd be awesome, but it's it's uh just another race. I'm going to treat it like another race and, uh, you know, hope, hope for good results. But I'm, I'm thinking that, uh, any decision that that's going to be made has already been made. So, uh, I think everything's just kind of waiting to go together. And, uh, you know, obviously I'm going to do my best here in Florida and try and get this team, this KKM team a win. And, uh, you know, if not, we were, we were there trying our best. So, you know, we're just going to go in and, with the same mindset as we've we've always had, or as I've always had, going to a race. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully, I can put up some good results and uh, just have a good week in Florida. Tom, I, I, I'll say this to you from a complete numbers standpoint. It uh, would certainly make it a little bit easier to uh, nudge a positive decision if he can go out and uh, run consistent and put himself in the points conversation early, wouldn't it? Well, absolutely. I mean, I think that's the key. I think. Um, everyone recognizes Cannon's ability and, you know, his upside potential is enormous, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I mean, really, it's, you know, go and, and do the best you can each night mm-hmm. and try to minimize mistakes and just uh, be smooth and, and finish races. And if you can do that and run up front, show that you can contend. And, you know, I don't see why that won't happen. Uh you know, maybe there'll be more to this. Let's hope. I would love to see that for you, Cannon. I think you're you're just one of the, the top outstanding young talents of the country in any form of racing, and I was happy to see the performance that you gave us at the Chili Bowl, and I hope it all works out for you to uh, do more with KKM as the season goes on. Yeah, I appreciate it a lot. So before we cut you loose here, Cannon, I know there were a couple of new partners that came on board to really help uh, propel this deal at the Chili Bowl with KKM Forward and definitely want to give you a chance to to shout out to all of them. Uh, Talk a little bit about who's made it happen, not just to get you to this point, but for your last week at the Chili Bowl. Uh, Yeah, you know, it's obviously my whole family behind me and, uh, you know, my dad for definitely, you know, working hard to, to get me to the position that I am now. And, uh, you know, Tulsa Stodden Moltz, James Moran, he, you know, he came on board with my dad when he heard about the deal. And, uh, you know, it was just a really good opportunity. And, uh, Toyota, everyone with Toyota, you know, they've been, they've been great to me so far. And, uh, hopefully I can continue to work with them and, you know, all the partners with my team that, uh, that have helped me get to this point, Cody Cordell, you know, just, there's lots of people that I don't have in hand right now to read off, but yeah, there's there's definitely lots of people that have gotten me there, and that you know I couldn't have done couldn't have done it without all those people. Cannon McIntosh, you just tipped off that this is one of the very few times that we caught you, and you're actually not in the race shop next to a race car. 
See, see, I've known you long enough to know that I would have expect I would have expected you would have made the phone call standing next to a race car. So when we cut you loose, you go right back to working on a car. Yeah, you know, I just had some dinner. You know, I had to take a little break. So, but Cody's Cody's been kind of taking care of it so far this week. I've been trying to catch up on school after two weeks off of two weeks of not being able to do school due to shootout and chili bowl. But you know. I'm ready to get back to it. He's a smart kid. School then racing. Uh, That's right. And we'll cut him loose on that note. Uh, Cannon McIntosh, as we said, always a pleasure to have you on the show. And uh, at least I'll look forward to seeing you down uh, in Ocala for the uh, Winter Dirt Games for USAC here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, thanks for having me. That is Cannon McIntosh. Uh, One more time, we'll reiterate, youngest podium finisher in the uh, 34-year history of the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. And... You know, for the, I think we learned a lot just from the last, uh, you know, the last couple of days of Cannon finally being able to ex- absorb what he did, what he's done. Tom, you you recognize at that point, you know, it, it's finally started to hit him exactly just how big a third place run could be when you consider where it was at and who he did it for. Well. Exactly. And I was, I'm doing a little research here on the question that you posed earlier. <coughs> Excuse me. How does his performance, <coughs> me. how does his performance compare to other second year drivers so far? I've found a couple. Um, Billy Boat finished third in his second year. Justin Allgaier third in his second year. Um, and then there have been one or two that had uh, great finishes right up front. Uh, Shane Cottle in 2000 was second in his rookie year at the Chili Bowl, but I'm not seeing too many drivers who did better uh, in their first couple of years so far than uh, this young man did. And certainly, um, well, Damian Gardner in 2008 won in his second Chili Bowl. So uh, there'll be a there'll be a few of those, but overall, I think he's in the top percentile. I mm-hmm. would say top one or two percentile. So uh, not to suddenly shift gears, but uh, sometimes with having the Twitterverse open, uh, it offers oh. an opportunity to do that. And I'm not even going to do the voice because oh. I don't like Uh-oh. this form of breaking news at all. Oh. Oh, no. um, this just in from the uh, household of Matt Tift. He's actually just posted a medical update. Oh. Uh, those who uh, who you know may not have known at the time, uh, Matt suffered a seizure during the Martinsville Speedway race weekend in October. Has been out of a race car ever since. Uh, just a few seconds ago, posted this update. I'll read it verbatim. Uh, A lot of you have been asking how I've been doing lately. Usually I'm a very upbeat, positive person, but this health issue from the seizure has really put my mental toughness to test. As you all know, on October 26th, I suffered a tonic-clonic seizure at Martinsville. This didn't phase me all that much, but did bring up some anxiety and fear that generally subsided quickly. That was in large part due to Jordan and I planning our wedding that was coming up on December 7th. Luckily, I had seemed... To restore to great health and had seemed to return to normal through this time. Unfortunately, on our honeymoon, I suffered another another seizure Uh-oh. on December 12th. This one rocked me pretty badly as I was conscious for a lot more of the convulsions, and it's really taken everything in me to return to feeling somewhat normal after this uh, would haunt me of remembering the experience. Anxiety, PTSD, fear, or whatever you call it of that seizure has played through my head nearly every day. Luckily, the last few weeks, I've finally seen improvements after going to therapy trying to rewire my brain. It started off really rough where I could hardly leave my house 
without having intense anxiety and panic attacks about having another seizure, something I've never had before. I'm committed to rewiring my brain and to restore my mental health. I've never suffered a mental illness before, even through the brain tumor in 2016 and first seizure, but I never knew how debilitating it could feel to live with constant fear and anxiety. I do see a light in this getting better. However, I continue with this road to recovery with these issues and find, uh, finding answers. I wanted to make it known that my deepest sympathy goes out to those who deal with these issues on an everyday basis, and I can't thank my wife, family, friends, and uh, racing family enough for their continued support. Wow. That's a lot to take in all at once. It is. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've got about 40 seconds or so before the break. Uh I I'll just say for my comment to this that I will be praying for him um and for his wife as well because it's it's as much sometimes to go through it as mm-hmm. you know a wife or a husband or whatever as it is you know the individual themselves so um I hopefully uh, Matt recovers and um can continue to get better here that's uh, he's a great kid and mm-hmm. and you know, I'd like to see him get his health back first, and then I'd love to see him be able to get back in a race car at some point. For sure, and I, I think we're all hoping that uh, he can get back in a race car at some point because he's a very talented young driver, and it just you hate to see him sitting on the sidelines. With that, we'll step aside and come back with more Motorsports Madness right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chaser 
Cancer Media sent you. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is like so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, I'm Cody Connor, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Randy Miller, James Mellick still with you. Uh, and I will. Uh, I didn't have a chance to before the break, but I will add to Tom's sentiment uh, of Matt Tift being in all of our thoughts and prayers going forward uh, for the medical update that he just uh, just offered. Hate to hear that he suffered another seizure, and just certainly hoping for for all the best for him and 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 Jordan and their whole family going forward. And uh, with that uh, transition totally off the map, go from from a NASCAR situation over to one that Tom wanted to uh, get to, or a platform that Tom wanted to get to before the start of the show, the IndyCar Series. Sure, let's go. Well, we'll start with uh, the fact that Santino Ferrucci was confirmed now as the lead driver for Dale Coyne Racing with Vassar Sullivan in 2020. Uh, Ferrucci, who actually ran at the Chili Bowl over the weekend and... Gosh darn, almost transferred through a letter of the alphabet, too, on Saturday, by the way. Uh, you know, was starting to look like he was getting the hang of this thing before it was over. Uh, but Santino now uh, getting back to his uh, day job, if you will, and he will take over the seat of the Sealmaster Honda that was, up until recently, Sebastian Bourdais ride in IndyCar, and he will be there with... Uh, teammate Alex Palou, who's going to be a rookie in 2020. So all of a sudden, Ferrucci, at the ripe young age of 21, is the veteran driver in the Dale Coyne <laughs> Racing Stable, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. Well, look, um, I think it's great that he was able to have the opportunity. I think he certainly earned it. Santino is a driver who, coming up through the kart ranks and you know in the open-wheel cars, I think everybody believed was going to be special, but, uh, you know, obviously made some mistakes um, previous to coming to IndyCar. And once he was given the chance in IndyCar, um, his story is probably one of the best comeback stories of the last couple of years. He's really turned himself around and matured um, to a great degree. And, you know, I think he's one of the, the, the most talented young drivers in the IndyCar series right now, um, I can see him winning some races this year for sure. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Randy Miller, are you as bold as Tom on Santino? Not quite as bold, but I, I will say this, though. I mean, when you go from, from being you know a member of a team to being basically the head of the team in terms of driver uh, you know, c- capacity or whatever, it's going to make you grow up real quick. Like you're going to, you're going to be uh, considered the, the top guy at the, at the team now. So you, your, uh, your maturity level is is going to gain a few notches just in terms of being the number one guy on the team. I mean, he almost won a couple times last year. I don't see why he couldn't, he, he wouldn't win. Sebastian Bourdais has been a, a winner more than once in that car. And I understand he's a crafty veteran, but I I don't mm-hmm. see a lot. I think Santino's got the talent. 
I think he goes out and 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 shows us he can go to victory lane once or twice this year. I do. Fair enough. Yes. Wow. All right, so we'll go to the second big announcement of the week, which is that uh, A.J. Foyt has one of their drivers for 2020, or one of his drivers. If I'd have said that right, I should have said A.J. Foyt Racing has one of their drivers yes. for 2020. I just kind of melded two thoughts, and it didn't quite work. <laughs> Charlie Kimball is driving for A.J. Foyt Racing in the four car. There we go. That's something concrete. Well, there's more, I think, because I think Larry announced today that Tony Kanaan was back. I hadn't seen yeah, that I think yet. That, uh, I think that came out today, I'm pretty sure. Or somebody had a story that it was imminent that he was coming back. I'm not sure. Didn't AJ um, have a birthday today, too? Uh, recently, not today. Was I think oh, it was... Okay. Um, During the Chili Bowl last yeah, it was week. Oh, last okay. week, yeah. It was like yeah. Thursday. It I'm, was, I'm pretty it sure was that, Thursday uh, night. I'm pretty sure that Tony Kanaan is coming back, so... Ah, I'm going to go looking on yeah. Twitter now in a second, that but would, that doesn't surprise me. That would complete the uh, um, that would complete the two car team. They were talking about maybe expanding to three, but I don't see that happening at this point. I think there'll be enough just to get to um, just to have the two. But certainly, if um, if if Kanan does come back uh, with uh, Charlie Kimball, that's a nice team, I think, for AJ. Um, you know, I I really Charlie will probably be a good fit over there. I was kind of hoping we'd see uh, somebody like Connor Daly, but um, you know, at this point, I think Charlie's a good choice, and I think that uh, you know AJ will if they can just get the uh, equipment underneath those two guys. I think they'll have you know a, a halfway mm-hmm. decent year. I don't see no, one I agree. of them winning, but I, Charlie Kimball's not Tony forgotten maybe. how to drive. No. By the way, and, no. and, now listen, do not sell Charlie Kimball short at the Indianapolis Five Hundred. Well, the, true, please, because he knows how to get around that place as well, good as anybody. And again, like Daytona, that's a race that you know many can win. It's a lot of so much of it is endurance and 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 a little bit of luck to avoid crashes but Mm. um yeah i i just i think it's a that's a good solid team hopefully those two together could get get that team back on good footing and Mm -hmm. elevate a little bit because gosh i'd love to see that car one of those cars back in victory lane i think we all want to see that who i was gonna say it's aj who wouldn't want to see that guess what guess what guess what guess what breaking news Uh oh. oh no we have finished qualifying for the Rolex 24 at Daytona. Oh, the, see, I that, oh, yeah. about that's see, going on hel- this hel- weekend. Hello, we're, we're, yeah. that's what I want to spend the rest of this uh, segment talking okay, about because fine. the Rolex 24 is happening this weekend. And for, I think, the third year in a row now, Mazda is on the pole in the top prototype class. Oliver Jarvis uh, taking the uh, number 77 Mazda Team Yost prototype to a lap of 1 minute 33.711 seconds. He'll share that car with Tristan Nunez and Olivier Pla, and that was four-tenths better than the Acura Team Penske number 6 of Juan Pablo Montoya, Simon Pagano, and Dane Cameron, which happens to be the defending champions of the series, oh, by the way. Well, and again, I, I think that would would say to me that... Uh, you know, there's a little bit of, you could qualify. It's kind of any race that's like this. Mm-hmm. There's great qualifiers because that's all about speed. And then there's the race. Um, I don't necessarily think that 
we can conclude anything about the race from qualifying. But Oh, no, it's a, tw- it's a 24-hour race. I'm just saying that yeah. much like they have the last two years, Mazda's off to a fast start. Sure. That doesn't mean they've been off to a fast finish because something always breaks. Exactly. But they've been to, off to a fast start. Yep. Now, the other thing I'm s- kind of sad about here is that there's only, uh, we. I think I may have referenced it earlier. If I didn't, I'll reference it now. There's only eight DPI cars in the field this year. It's kind of a weird in-between year for teams and manufacturers all across the board but yeah. you've got the uh you've got the two penske acuras you've got the uh wayne taylor car you've got the two mazda dpis you've got a lone uh action express cadillac for uh, wheel and engineering and then you've got uh, the two jdc motorsports cars and that's it basically yeah so uh, kind of a, a kind of a weird like i said in between little bit down year for the dpi class but they have made up with it uh with at least an influx of a few more lmp2 cars sure. we've got uh five of them that i can see you've got pr1 Mathiason, a dragon speed car which boy if, if we see a dragon speed lmp2 on the grid for the full season that's going to be a big thing huge yes, you've got a uh, tower motorsport by starworks good to see starworks back on the imsa a grid for the first time in a couple of years. You've got Performance Tech and ERA, E-R-A, Motorsport. Um, GT Le Mans has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven cars in. Uh, note that there are no more Ford entries for GT Le Mans because they ended the factory program. The two Porsche entries, uh, the 911 and the 912, are one two in GT Le Mans, then the two Corvettes, then the two BMWs, and then the Ferrari from Risi Competizione. So uh, I feel like we're playing Noah's Ark in the GT Le Mans class currently. Two by two by two <laughs> by one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, by the way, just for confirmation's sake, uh-huh. I can now confirm this according to IndyStar.com. Larry Foyt confirms Tony Kanaan will return to AJ Foyt Racing for the 2020 season. And just in case you doubt the validity of it aj foyt racing's facebook shared it so oh good good it must good, be good. true i, I so was saying if the indy star said it it must be true well i mean if, if if the team shares it then obviously it was a good story so, indeed yeah so so that is a two-car team. That is good. Well, yeah. we but we don't know for sure yet. I don't think whether Kanan is in for the full. There, there was talk that it would only be a partial season for oh, Tony Kanan. I should have opened. That, the, I didn't read the whole thing, but <laughs> I'll go back and try and chase that. For well, I'm gonna look. I'm, I'm gonna look and see. You there was there was talk it. about Kanan uh, laced and somebody else who's not coming to me uh, right at this exact well, laced, moment. Well, um, laced has a sports car. Something in sports or endurance racing, I saw. Right. Um, so he likely will not be in that mix. I, I well, think no, is not, a full not, season. not, for, uh, again, I'm, I'm, t- I'm just telling you what I saw from Robin Miller right. as early as yesterday that there was a lot of chatter about that 14 car using multiple drivers during the course of the season. Interesting. Well, I guess we'll have to see. I'll try and, uh, while you continue with the discussion on uh, the, the Rolex. Uh, yes. Uh, so, more, yes, more, more talk of the uh, Rolex. GTD qualifying. The uh, I'm, I'm going to butcher this, but I believe it's FAF. P-F-A-F-F. Wow. Motorsports. <laughs> I, I believe it's FAF. 
uh, Motorsports Porsche 911 of uh, Zach Robichon, Lars Kern, Pat Pillay, and Dennis Olson is uh, the pole car for GTD. But I think the notable things here, A.J. Allmendinger with the Heinricher Meyer Shank car, third quick uh, in qualifying, and way down at the bottom, three cars that could not turn a lap in GTD qualifying, includes the Aim Vassar Sullivan Lexus of Parker Chase, Jack Hawksworth, Mike De Casada, and Kyle Bush. So they're and starting Kyle tail Bush. end, Charlie. Yes. Uh, along with the Grasser Racing Team Magnus uh, entry, Lamborghini entry of uh, Marco Bapelli, Spencer Pompelli, John Potter, and Andy Lally, and the Black Swan Porsche. Um, led by Jerome Bleekemolen, who is, a, I believe, a former class winner in the uh, Rolex 24 at Daytona. Yes. So, um, yeah, that, that's, that's a lot to take in at the bottom of the GTD grid. 18 cars for GT Daytona. Overall, 38 cars, it looks like, for the 24-hour classic, which, again, is a bit of a down entry list compared to what we're used to. And I... I I'll be honest, other than just kind of some in-between deals with manufacturers at the top end, I really don't know what to attribute that to this year, Randy, to be totally honest with you. Well, it could be a number of things. It could be, you know, cost, and it could be just... Uh, it seems like the Rolex is a little later this year than it was last year. Am I wrong? Like, wasn't it... No, it's usually the last it, weekend in maybe January. Maybe just because everything is just slower in January. I don't know. It just seems like this, this, this year was later than normal. I, who knows? I mean... You know, I think cost probably has a lot to do with it. Hopefully, you know, 2021 comes along. These manufacturers come up with cost-cutting measures, and we'll get more people back in the grid, back on the field. And I mean, who who doesn't want more cars running the Rolex? Oh, no, I know, right? Uh, 30, th- 39 cars for a 24-hour race just sits to me like... Gosh. Especially when you consider the half of them won't make it. I know. To the end. I know. It, it's kind of mind-blowing a little bit because when you consider we've normally had 55 to 60 cars mm-hmm. i feel like the last few years for this race so to only see 39 is like whoa yeah okay so quickly it appears okay. uh from the way i'm reading this article it is a it is a full season for Tony okay. Canon. yeah that is uh yep. that is slightly different than uh than what i had heard just as recently as a day or two ago but i'm you know i'm glad to see one more year for uh, for tony canon you know i think it's it's well deserved and i would have hated to just see him get cut back to part time just like that i think tony for as much as he's given to the indycar series deserves to go out on his own terms no yeah. I agree totally. Larry says that the um, he said the official announcement news will be ready to come out in a couple of weeks. But, um, you know, he does say that he will be back. It doesn't specifically say full season. All right. White flag segment on Motorsports Madness coming up in just a minute. Do not go anywhere. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. 
Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. I I, want to remind everybody that the the quotable quote from Jesse Love that I got while he was out for part of Chili Bowl Nationals week was as follows. This is the last one that I can't compete in. Next year, game on. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny because when I, when I, whenever I hear a driver re-entry, there are times when I, and Jesse just is, it's the kind of a thing like, hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're not. You know, like, I just want right? to see a driver do a re-entry like that just once. <laughs> that would but be it, it has to be authentic. I was Well, you know what's funny is I could totally see Jesse doing yes, that. Yes, exactly. So, uh, by the way, so here, here's my final round-the-table <laughs> thought, and it's more or less a yes or no. Will Kyle Busch's uh, Lexus, will that team be able to come from the back and win in the GT Daytona class? Will we see Kyle Busch celebrating Sunday afternoon at Daytona? No. No. Okay, Randy no. says it's no. An, it's not a NASCAR race. He can't do what he does in NASCAR. But he's not alone. I'm going to say uh, yes. Maybe. Yeah. I'm going to say yes. It depends on how far I behind like, they I are. like the story of having to come I, through the field to win it, and I like the fact that the fastest thing in the GT Daytona class is on that team with Jack Hawksworth, Well, by I was going to say, Jack Hawksworth, I yes. think, is the key to this. You know, if, if Kyle, if the other drivers could run well, I think Hawksworth could carry him a long way, and I think I think that, yeah, I think they can do it. Okay. Sure. Malik, are you a believer? 
Oh, yeah, I'm a believer. I think Kyle can do it. Go from the back to the front. He's done it plenty of times, and he's won road course races already himself. So. Why not? All right, guys, TV overtime for those of you watching on WSIC TV is up next for our radio audience. Thanks for joining Motorsports Madness. For Tom, Randy, and Melek, I'm Jacob Seelman. Keep it off the wall, folks, and we'll see you on the flip side. You've been listening to Motorsports Madness powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. You can be an IT professional in as little as four months. Visit MyComputerCareer.edu and take the free career evaluation test today. Motorsports Madness, a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsports content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit RacechaserMedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.